Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kudla. And yes, for the young. I'm Henry Laksan. I am Francisco Segundolo. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Now, Wimbledon is banning Russian and Belarusian tennis players from this summer's tournament because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The tournament has been stripped of ranking points as a result of its ban on Russian and Belarusian players.
Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. It is qualifiers to watch time, as you know, on GTL, one of the most anticipated podcasts before every Grand Slam, where myself and JG go at it, uh, hammer and tong, and try to dig each other out about these somewhat controversial picks. But first off, before we start, JG's had a busy day. He's been wandering the grounds of Wimbledon. How are you doing today, JG? I'm exhausted. I mean, it was a fantastic day on the grounds of Wimbledon, emulating you yesterday. I know you got to see some of the goats. I got to see some of the more new up-and-coming talents on tour. I'm talking... The, I was going to say Nick Kyrgios. He's not the up-and-coming one. <laughs> That's the one who's not up-and-coming. But Stefano Sissipas, Carlos Alcaraz, uh, and of course, so many other players walking around today. And yeah, it was a great day, I must admit. Great to see as well. Great to see you getting your voice heard there in the press room, being the first person to be asked ahead of the likes of ESPN and BBC Sports. <laughs> Game to Love seems to really already established their mark on the championships this year. And uh, by the end of the championships, surely everybody will know our name. Yeah, shout out to everyone in the live chat. Great to see some people referencing the Carlos Alcaraz question. I asked him about his kick serve and how he's going to adapt on the grass. And he seemed quite pleased with the question, to be fair. And he gave a good answer. Um, it was, I must admit, pretty daunting at the time. And it's not really the nerves of talking to the tennis players. It was just the whole occasion of being in a room with so many other press. Yeah. Um that was the worst part about it. I mean, if it was just me and Alcaraz on our own, I don't think it would be much of an issue. But yeah. it was definitely yeah. a lot more of an issue considering you was in such a big room. And I wasn't used to the fact of, I'm not sure when I was able to speak and when I wasn't able to. And then there was, I was looking around and I wasn't sure yeah. if she was talking to me or it was yeah. someone behind me who to talk. You have to just put your hand up and wait. And like you said, I was the first question. I was expecting someone else to ask a question first. Obviously, I didn't think Game to Love would be top of the list. So when she went to Game to Love first, I was shocked. And I was a bit, my words, I couldn't really get them out initially because I, was, I wasn't I was expecting it. But it came out all right in the end. It sounded good to me, mate. I think that you uh, over-dramatized it. But I liked it. Good question. Good question to Stefano City Bass as well. So, mate, I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm enjoying hearing our voices being heard on the big stage now, and may uh, long continue this week and next, uh, as I'm sure we'll be popping up back in that press room, posing more questions to these big players, and maybe some new surprising qualifiers will be popping up in that press room, and maybe we'll be able to say, "You were my number one qualifier to watch." And say it to their face. So we'll wait and see though, won't we? Well, I was having a scout today. So I was having a little look around the ground. And I did notice a few of my qualifiers in action. And Ooh. well, I don't want to give... I don't want to gloat too much, Ben. But they looked seriously good. I mean, watching them on the practice courts. The ball flying over the net. I think I picked some real good ones this year. Well, I know what you're like. You you like a good pick. Hopefully they do better than your French Open ones. Uh, I think only one got to the second round, but there were some good performances in the first round, which sort of saved your bacon a little bit there. So 
going to be interesting, though, because there are some pretty big names that are in the qualifiers in Wimbledon and some players who are very good on grass, some players maybe not so familiar with on the grass courts, but we will enlighten you. So yeah, we've got Kathy in the live chat asking, will you both go to Wimbledon at the same time or you just got one pass? We will both <laughs> be going, uh, but Ben had personal... Um, well, yes, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can say what it is, right? Your, yeah, your mum's birthday. <laughs> yeah, it was my mum's uh, 70th birthday. I'm sure she'll love me for uh, saying that. So the big number, happy birthday to my mum. It was great. I got to go down, saw my uh, grandma as well. She's 92. Saw like a load of my aunties, uncles, like people I haven't seen in like probably maybe like three, four years today. So it was very, very nice. Must so. be nice for you to be the youngest in the room as well. Well, I wasn't because I had my nieces, my nephews there. <laughs> they were causing havoc. So it was great to see them as well. Little rascals. But yeah, yeah, really, really great yeah. to see all the family. Brilliant. And the reason I couldn't go when Ben went was because I was on a flight. So yeah. it's not aligning for us. But tomorrow, me and Ben will both be there. So if you are going and heading down to Wimbledon, come over to say hello if you see us. We don't bite, I promise. Um and the other thing I wanted to say, it's quite big news, but I got to see Rafael Nadal in the flesh today. Um, Amazing, of course, man. I have seen him play tennis before, but this just felt like a bit of a different experience because there was just no barrier between us. I mean, I was FaceTiming Ben walking along and all of a sudden, <laughs> Nadal just brushed shoulders with me going the other way. Man. I looked up just in the right time and he had his rackets in his hand and he had about four or five of them and he was just like, I don't know, spinning around his fingers. It looked quite crazy. I mean, if I tried it, I'd have dropped them all. And he just walked past me and I just smiled at him. And he just, I don't know. I don't know if what he, I don't know if he smiled back, so I can't confirm if he did or not. Um, I don't think he did, but I was hoping he did. But I gave him a little smile and that was it. But I had a, a, an encounter with Rafael Nadal. So, well, I'm sure everyone who knows me can imagine I'm made up with it. I think they probably need some extra security on that changing room, I think, uh, this week. Well, uh, I'll tell you what happened after that. So <laughs> then I, obviously I was a bit taken aback. I then followed him. So he's walking. <laughs> so this is, a, this is a true story. This happened today. So he's then walking down, like past Henman Hill, going to mm. the players' lounge and stuff. And I'm about, I don't know, about 10 metres behind, so some distance. And I'm just trekking behind. Like, there's a big group around him. And I'm just trekking behind, following him. Yeah. And I got as far as I could until I got to a, one of them checkpoints. And yeah, my yeah. badge, unfortunately, didn't take me through that one. I did try. I was like, Deep, no, big X come on the screen. And I was allowed no longer. But I did follow him for a good, I don't know, 40 seconds of walking. Well, oh, mate, that was, the, that was the crazy thing. I was like a lost soul. I didn't know where I was going with the media stuff yesterday. And then I got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I remember the way back to our little desk that we've got in this one building. I walked completely the wrong way and I walked round into the, the, where they do the checkpoint. And I said, oh, my off the office is round here. And the guy said, no, you, your thing says you can't come. He's like, okay, just go around the corner. And I, he let me through. And then I was in the players' lounge. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> there was Gasquet there, even this bit. Everybody was just milling around in there. And then I was just there like, this. I'm definitely not in the right bit now. I like, trying not to like stand out like a sore thumb, like a lost like soul walking around with my phone, trying to like work out where I was. 
then I thought I heard some guy saying that there was some guy that looks like he shouldn't be here. So I was like, oh no, I think I'm being <laughs> rumbled. I better get out of here. So I uh, quick made a quick exit and then found the office, luckily. So. Well, there's so many stories. I mean, we will get into the qualifiers in a minute, I promise. Yeah. But something quite funny funny happened as well today, which I told you about. So I'm walking down to the practice courts and all of a sudden there's like a big like scurry of security like yeah. near me. And they're all on the, the one of them saying, oh, there's someone in here. He shouldn't be here. And they're heading towards me. <laughs> so <laughs> I've seen them coming towards. I'm thinking, all oh, right, well, it was fun while it lasted. I mean, I was, I've clearly gone somewhere I shouldn't be. I'm not allowed in this little bit. And they just sort of walked straight past me. And there was these two people in front of me, like, a, I don't know, quite young. And their house backs on to Wimbledon. So their right. back door... Their back door of their garden backs onto the, the grounds of Wimbledon. How oh, mad. So, so they've obviously come out of their back door and they're in Wimbledon, but they're not apparently they're not allowed to do that. So security what? made them go back in their house and usher them back in. I mean <laughs> push them back in. But the, the, the crazy stick. and then the funniest thing is I had a joke with the security guard who said, ah, shouldn't be here, should they have something? <laughs> And the security comments, like, because I, I was playing along with it because I, I was thinking it was me that was taken away. Oh, oh, but it was quite a funny exchange, to be honest. That's the worst. It's like when you're someone in the press room, they, they, someone behind you asks a question, and you got the guy bearing down at you, staring at you for the whole time. You're like, I was trying to like duck out the way so they could make eye contact with the guy behind me rather than just looking through my head into the whoever it was, ESPN or something. I don't know. It was a bit weird, but I don't know. Many funny tales have been told. There'll be many more to come as well, I'm sure. I had an interaction with Maura Toglu as well (laughs) in the press room. (laughs) I turned around because Hallett was talking about him and I turned around and we just locked eyes. So I was like, oh, this is awkward. So I was like, just quickly just thought, this is terrible. I'm just going to face the front. Went a bit red. I mean, me and Maura Toglu were just locked in eyes for about a second. Did you ask for a tennis lesson? Oh. No, no, okay, no. Can't should we get into those. the qualifiers? Yeah, I think we should. I think I like I it. on the qualifiers as well. Well, we will. I will be uh, just in case anybody is wanting to see JG's day around Wimbledon today. Yeah. I will. Once we finish this, I'm going to do a quick edit of uh, all of his footage, and it will be going exclusively onto our Patreon. So make sure you sign up to our Patreon if you want to get exclusive access to that footage there will be jg's wanderings of wimbledon and some great pictures great videos and some great vlogging more than probably what i did yesterday i was too in awe of all the greats. yeah i mean if you join the patreon i can assure you it will be worth it i've got some good footage of a lot of players behind the scenes i've got had access to center court today and I mean, that's just a few stories I've told you, but there's plenty more you will see on the Patreon. So go hit that link, join the Patreon, and you can get the full GTL behind the scenes experience at Wimbledon. Exactly. And Ashley's saying, JG, you need to tell Silk how about how he locked eyes with the Well, John Silk will be joining us at Wimbledon at some point over the course of the next week. So maybe he will have his own eye-locking contest with Patrick Moritoglu. And maybe they can hash it out together. Who knows? Maybe he knows who John Silk is. And there is one more story, which I'm going to save for the patron, and it regards a bakery. So if you Ooh. want to find out about that, head over to the patron. But let's get into the qualifiers. 
Apologies for bringing you this one a little bit late. Uh, reason being just timings. We've been doing other bits. Yeah. We've not had a chance to be in the same, uh, well, both three at the same time. But here it is, a day late, and it is the Wimbledon 2022 qualifiers to watch by Game to Love. Um, and it's a special uh, oh, PowerPoint made Sexy. by myself. <laughs> I'm getting very quick at them, I must Look admit. At this. It's even got some like go faster stripes like through the uh, GTL logo. I like it. I mean, it's the same as the Roland Garros one. I just changed it from <laughs> orange to purple and changed the what? logo. He's, there's no end to the creativity. Did you not notice the stripes on the Roland Garros one? I think it just stands. It just pops a bit more with the purple. That's probably what it is. Just uh, really, really uh, comes to life. Well, I'm excited now. I think I'm more excited about that than I am my picks <laughs> for the actual qualifiers, <laughs> to be honest. I think we've given away maybe some of them over yep. the course of our draw previews and the draw reaction. But we will still go through and we're going to start with the men's um, excited number three drum roll. So there number three, I've gone for Kubla and you've gone for Rosal. Yes, I have um, indeed. Mate. We were speaking about these two a little bit in the draw preview we did yesterday. Rosal, we know what he's yeah. able to do at Wimbledon. I'll let you speak about him in a second, but just my piece no on your one. I think it's a good pick and we were both, not fighting over him. I know when you said it, I was tempted myself, but I didn't go for it. I'd yeah, probably yeah. have him in around fourth or fifth, but he was certainly one of my ones I was considering, especially considering he beat Rafa at Wimbledon not too long ago. Well, that's it. I mean, when you are one of the sluggers, uh, so to speak, uh, like Rosal is, he's just a nightmare to play against uh, on grass courts. He hasn't dropped a set in his whole qualifying, which gave me just sort of the... The idea that he is playing well at the moment on grass courts and he beat, fair enough, he did beat like some clay court players, but he beat them in impressive fashion. He had a bagel against Saboth Wild and, well, he went to tie breaks, but he's always good in a tie break. He's a big server, big, powerful hitter. And I know he's 36. I think he can go through a few rounds and Basiashvili being his first opponent, I watched Bashash Philly, I told you, I popped, I don't know if you saw my little highlights thing, Bashash Philly, the only shot I captured was a bit bit terrible, but he didn't look that great, Bashash Philly. So I'm going Rosal, I think he can knock out Bashash Philly. Nice, and my guy Kubla, we got to see him um, in Zagreb yeah. uh, very briefly, he was playing extremely well, and he's very had a well. great year, like a phenomenal year, got some stats here. Uh, he's now back inside the top 100 after about three and a half years. He made it uh, to round two in the qualifiers at the, at the French and is now playing better than ever, despite a number of serious injuries that have tormented him in the past. Um, he has had some tough matches in the qualifiers and got through both of them as well. And I think, I generally think he can do some good things. This year, he got to a Grand Slam final in the mixed doubles. Um, let me just it's pull good. that up. I'm pretty sure it was Australia. Yes, it was. The Australian Open mixed doubles. He knows how to navigate himself for, for a Grand Slam. Big tournament. I think, what's that? Big tournament player then. Yeah, big tournament player. Granted, that was doubles. This is singles, but he's already shown, on the maybe on the challenger circuit more so, what he's capable of doing. And he, for me, is a top 100 player. He's returning there. And I wouldn't want to play him. I think he is a really dangerous prospect. And I'm just going to confirm who the first match is for him. It is Dan Evans, 
who's not in too good form. I think Dan yeah. Evans could have his work cut out and maybe Kubler could be knocking him out. Yeah, I think you've got that in your bracket as well. Yep. So it's quite interesting, that one. We've both gone for people in our brackets, qualifiers that we have going through, which... And, and just quickly, then, we've got Mikey Mattis, and I'm currently chatting with Kubler. He's oh. a friend of a friend, and I'm excited to watch him. Well, Mikey, you probably know a lot more than us then. What do you make of his chances against Dan Evans? Yeah, be interesting to find that out. Uh, obviously, uh, an Aussie, uh, there have been quite a few... Aussies that are quite good on the grass as well. Obviously, when we were over in Zagreb, Chris O'Connell was another one that was playing there as well. I think they've all got a fairly close knit. Uh, like they had, who was it? Jordan Thompson was there as well. So there was a few Aussies and they they, they tend to be pretty good on the grass. Uh, Millman, another good one on the grass as well. So could be right. I don't know. Kubler's impressed me this year. I wouldn't be that surprised if he at least takes a set or two or something against Dan Evans. I don't know. I'll stick him with the GB. You know me. I think he's beaten Evans. Um, BBC. Might be tight though. Maybe, <laughs> maybe five sets or something like that. But let's wait and see. Let's go to number two and I'll let you kick us off first. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure... <laughs> he doesn't need much of an introduction because if you've seen the draw preview, Ben has him winning the whole thing. That's it. Radu Albot, I think I have him going into the fourth round, is it? So he makes the second week, Radu Albot, for me. Uh, and I was in, really impressed by the way he qualified as well. He beat Michael Moe really convincingly. Markor and Offner, who I know that you're pretty big on as well. Yeah. He, yeah, he really handled him well. He came back from a set down one in four. And I thought he looked pretty good in Haller as well in the qualifying. He managed to uh, defeat Stricker, Souza. Uh, and who else did he manage to defeat as well? No, he's beaten Souza twice. Berrettini took a set off. That was it in yep. Stuttgart. So that cannot be uh, sniffed at. You take a set off Berrettini. I know that he, he Berrettini's dropped a few sets, but it's not easy against Berrettini. And if you're able to return a massive serve, that I think puts you in good stead on a grass court because massive servers, it, it's bread and butter to them, the grass courts. Albot playing well. I think he could potentially go through another good thing about Albot for you as well is I know you did have him going far but it's because the draw is quite yeah. tasty for him but Humert here saying agree with Albot has a decent draw I think you've gone maybe a bit overkill on him maybe um, and we'll have to wait and see but it does make sense he's not exactly got Djokovic Nadal any real big serious player in his section or Sissipas. Um he can sort of sneak his way through a little bit without maybe. facing a real big name so it's a great opportunity for him. And talking about the big serving, Klein um, doesn't really need too much of an introduction. For those who don't know much about him, he's a young guy on tour. Let me just confirm his age. I think it is 24 years old. Mm. Um, but he's someone who I've been following sort of since the start of the podcast, more typically sort of the last year. Like I've been, I, I regularly pick him on Beat the Odds. He's a big server, someone who I think will do very good on the grass. Of course, we don't know what he's really like on the surface, but yeah. he qualified in, in a good fashion. He beat Hampfman in straight sets. He beat uh, Harris in straight sets and beat Seppi in four sets, which I thought was the most impressive one of the lot because we know how good Seppi is. I mean, he's yeah. always in Wimbledon. He makes a lot of the slams. He's super consistent. We know he's getting on. He's got bundles of experience. And for me, Lucas Klein to beat Seppi 
showed where his game is at right now. Um, and the last thing I wanted to say about Klein is he did have a wrist injury which stopped his 2021 breakthrough campaign, uh, but it's all healed up and he's back stronger than ever. And surviving the very tough four-setter against Seppi uh, to make it into the main draw just shows his potential. And I think he is a top 50 player in the making. Wow, that's a high praise. He is playing a Brit in the first round in Liam Brody. Yeah, that's what I mean. So You're going I've got for Evans, Brody going out. Yeah, <laughs> all your qualifiers knocking out the Brits. I mean, I think I went Brody. I think I've gone very patriotic. I think someone even did say it in my in the comments section that I've gone a bit too overkill on the patriotism on my brackets. But when it's Wimbledon, I get sort of sucked into the whole thing. To be honest, I can't help myself. Uh, the GB fag flying high in my house. So anyway, moving on. Number one. And there's that man. Well, I think we've already revealed it, haven't we, a bit? but We gave it away. We definitely gave this one away on the draw preview. Me and Ben both went for Sock. Uh, Of course, Ben sends his ones to me first, and there's just no way I could change it. I mean, I was always having Jack Sock as number one. I was a bit annoyed that Ben cottoned on to it, but I think anyone would do. It's just the obvious pick. He's got experience on this surface. Out of all of the other names, he is the standout one. And I have him going through a few rounds. I think I've got maybe, I think it's Crazy him playing against Crazy yeah. and then him beating Crazy as well. Um, well, Felix, I, like I think, it. maybe. But I'm no, not sure. I think I've got, no, I've got Sock beating Crazy. Okay. Amazing. And I think he can definitely do something special. We've got, he missed out on the main draw by one point. Uh, at Ilke, losing to Birds uh, on the fa- on the de facto wildcard playoff. It was so close. I mean, the the final set. I mean, it's just it doesn't get much closer. I mean, he, he was pretty much an even final, and he could have won it. So, uh, and you got to bear in mind, Jack Sock, previous ranking eight in the world, his highest ranking. So he's made a very very high stock. He has the tools to really really come to life. He's been to the third round of Wimbledon before in 2016. He's made the fourth round of US and French. I mean, he's a quality player. Pedigrees, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. I would even go as far to say, hear me out on this, he is a top 10 grass court player right now. It's pretty mad. I I honestly believe that. Let me just get up some of his recent form on grass to support that because I know he's been on a good run. So, yeah, the one in Ilke in the United Kingdom, he just <laughs> narrowly lost to Bergs. He beat Vesely. He beat Masur. He beat Michael Moe, Lestien. Uh, these are good players, and he beat them very easily as well. He beat Liam Brody recently as well on grass in Nottingham. And I think Jack Sock could, could there could be a few upsets there. You watch out. You don't want to draw him, I'll tell you that. You want to avoid him. Didn't drop a set in qualifying as well. Should be noted. That's always something that sort of carries a bit of weight for me. He didn't even go get pushed to a tie break. He he won all of them without even going that close. So it it means good things. I think Jack Sock, form is temporary, class is permanent. If he turns it on, I think people are in trouble. Yeah. So there you go. 
the women. The women. <laughs> this one, I'm just, disclaimer <laughs> coming up. <laughs> this one was really difficult for me to pick. I'm not going to lie. I struggled with this and I nearly only picked two. <laughs> that's how my honest, <laughs> and that's unfair. I know you're probably going to say, but I'm just struggling to, to pick a third, but I did pick a third and it was just more of just going with something, just a gut pick. And that was all I did for my third one. We got 12 travel 21 cent. All of these qualifiers have beaten <laughs> Mo recently. Is that the main criteria to be considered a threat? Well, Zach met Mo in the, in the flesh and he said he's mm. very big and intimidating. Muscular. Um, and on that basis, yes, that is the criteria we go off because he is a bit of a presence on tour. And if he's able to beat him, surely they're going to they're gonna fly, aren't they, Ben? Yeah, if you can beat Mo, then there's nothing that can stop you. I think that's a GTL quote. Uh, let's caption that and put there's that on a T-shirt. I was going to say a terrible joke. Like there's, mo- <laughs> there's Mo thing. <laughs> no, let's just stop. That's a bad say, one. <laughs> if, if, you, if you beat Mo, then you're good to go. <laughs> <That's> go. <laughs> let's move on. So the women's qualifiers to watch. And um, Ben said he can only really think of three. Oh, think of two. So this is the third, the one he didn't really want to pick, but it was four. So just start us off with that one, Ben. Right. Yeah. So I've got Catherine Harrison is my, this one is mainly based off. She won all of her qualifying matches without dropping a set. I mean, I don't know much about Harrison. I'm not going to try and dress it up in any way, shape or form. I don't think her form coming in, she only played one match against a uh, Fett, who I believe is uh, Eager's first round opponent. She lost that one in three sets, getting breadsticked and bageled either side of a tie break. But then she seems to have sort of turned it around and won all of her. She beat Bonaventure and she beat Eden Silver, who's a British player. And if you can beat a British player in Wimbledon qualifying, that was sort of what turned it for me. I thought maybe something good's going to come out of this. So, well, she's playing Roos in the first round. As well, Orlando Roos. So maybe there's a chance. I don't think Roos has had any qualif- uh, any warm up matches on grass. Not Roos Savori then? No, nah, yeah, she's playing Roos Savori <laughs> in the first round. It's going out. <laughs> yeah, my one, Inglis. Uh, the big reason I picked her was purely the fact that her first round is against Galfi. And I think that's a very winnable match. Um, I've gone for a bit of an Australian theme as well. And shout out to Australia because I can confirm it is the first time since 1983 four Australian women have qualified for the main draw of Wimbledon. So that's Ingis, Hives, Fawless and Sharma. And of course, we've got Tomjanovic and Saville already in the draw. So it's great for Australian women's tennis. So many of them going through the qualifiers. They weren't gifted wild cards in or it wasn't to do their ranking. They worked hard and they got through their qualifying rounds and qualified. English for me, I think she's a good, she's a good player. She's on the verge of the top 100, um, 24 years old. She beat Kostic, uh, Minella and Devroom. I like Indy Devroom as well. And I think I think she could do some damage, especially considering she's got Galfi in the first round, which is winnable. Okay. Yeah, yeah and then we've got Ashley here so supporting what I was saying, saying English... Did well at the Australian Open this year as well. That's correct. It's a bit different when you're at home, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's still a grand slam. Let me right. check where she actually got to. Do you know? 
What? Um, no, I don't know. It was the, the third round. Head. She got to the third round. It was impressive. Which is Very good. good. Better than Raducanu. <laughs> if that's what we're judging things off. But anyway, moving on. So number two. Uh, <laughs> your ones are going to make me chuckle each time they come up. So uh, number two, I've gone for, you've probably seen her on the thumbnail of this one. It is uh, Luisa Chilico. And uh, she is from the USA and she is 26 years old. She actually was playing probably some of her best tennis back in 2016. She was hitting like the first round, got to the second round of the French, but has played the first round of Wimbledon before. But it's just a recent form where I think she's sort of, it's sort of coming back again. So she won an ITF. It was on clay, granted, but she was impressing me in that tournament. She hitting a few breadsticks and stuff. And in this, uh, in the qualifying, in this, or the, well, in the tournament before she beat Yana Fett, but that was obviously the French Open. In this one, she's dished out a couple more breadsticks and bagels in this qualifying. She's knocked out Siskova, Yanni, and then Dykeman in quite a close one. It could have been straights, but she just got pipped to a tiebreak in the second. But she's definitely one to watch this one. And if it's even if it's not for the tennis, then maybe you just want to go and watch her on court because yeah, she seems like a good-looking girl. <laughs> so my Sharma pick, I've been swayed by an account on Twitter. Oh, no. <laughs> this account on Twitter is called Sharma for Wimbledon. Let me just confirm. Yeah, Sharma for Wimbledon. And it's sort of claiming that Astra Sharma is going to win Wimbledon this year. And really? there's stats. There's stats from all of her matches and I've been reading it. And they're not that impressive. But the way this account dresses them up mm. is kind of manipulated my mind into thinking that she's got to be a qualifier to watch. I didn't really know who to choose. A little bit like you. Mm. Astra Sharma, she's someone in the rankings, one of the higher ranked qualifiers. Another Aussie, she's got yep. a bit of experience. She's 25 years old, but I feel she plays at a high level more in the mixed doubles and doubles. Um, and in her three qualifying matches, she hit an average of 30.6 winners a match and 46.6 unforced errors. And that might not blow you away, <laughs> but I just love... Like, I just... knew Ostapenko. <laughs> 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 I just loved the fact that this account has gone to all of this depth to get all of these statistics. And it wasn't that bad, the stats. It just it just seems very average. And I think if she comes up against someone who's not having a good day, she beats them. Maybe. I, I'm, I was close to picking her. I'm not going to lie. I, she was next on my list, but I sort of went for yeah. Harrison just based upon her qualifying results. Yeah, and then plus... She's also got an okay draw. She's got Maria in the first round, which I think yeah. it's going to be a tight one. Maybe Maria's slight favourite with the book is, but I think I actually fancy I'll be picking Sharma to win that one. Well, my one's big because I've gone Chilico to knock out Badoza in the first round, which is massive for my bracket. Um, I I think it could happen. I don't think Badoza's looked good at all recently. Uh, I think we could see an upset. Wait and nice. see, eh? Right. On to number one. Numero uno. Just quickly, going through the Go comments quickly. Go on, <laughs> We've got Kathy saying Sharma won Charleston, didn't she? I'll have to confirm that because I don't have it here. Okay. Um, I don't... 
I don't have that here, but I don't know. So I'll take your one, word one, on it. One title, so was it at Charleston? Uh, was it, it not this what, year then? It was at Charleston last year in April. Last year, okay, against, that would make sense. Against Oscar Burr in the final. I mean, she's she's not a bad player, but I'm not sure Decent. about her at Wimbledon. But let's just wait and see. Uh, we've got 12 travel twin on saying JG got Steph to admit that he's a Beatles fan. <laughs> yes, yeah. go check out the press conference from Steph as well. I'm not sure if Kathy's seen that one, but we will be posting something unique to the Patreon just for you members. So if you want to join the Patreon, you get an exclusive behind-the-scenes footage of me at Wimbledon today. Yeah, and I can assure you it won't disappoint. Definitely. And I'm going to try and get all of our questions that we had answered, uploaded to Insta. I'll, get, I'll pass them to you. You can upload them to Twitter and as TikTok. well. Yeah, maybe we'll get them on TikTok as well. I want the yellow submarine playing on, one, on my one. All right, sounds good. I have to get creative. <laughs> you could probably make something quite cool with that little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'll find the time. Maybe <laughs> it's only quarter past midnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe tomorrow in between some matches. Right, number one, JJ's cut. Number three, Aussie number three. Three out of three. And look who's back again in my qualifiers to watch. That's She's number right. one again, isn't she? I think she was number three on my last one. No, I'm pretty sure she was number one, Ben. I'm not sure that she was number one. I mean, you, you can't get her out of your qualifiers to watch. No, You're always watching her. Big on, I'm big on Shunk. And are you watching her for the right reasons? That's what I want to know. Because yeah. is she, what's she good at? Everything. She's good on clay, good on grass, hard courts. Is there anything How, she can't do, Ben? She's That's the question 18, I want to pose to Let's you. just put this out there. She's 18 years old. It needs to be. like Because we've been bigging up all of these other youngsters on the tour. Not really been giving Shunk the respect she deserves. She took a set off of Halep. She breadsticked Halep at the French Open. That should be noted. And everybody was tipping Halep to be the one who sort of was going to topple Ego if it was going to happen. She's just come into uh, into Wimbledon qualifying. The, the In Berlin, she didn't start well on the grass. She was a bit of a slow starter. She lost to Storm Sanders. She's like, I'm done with that now. I'm into Wimbledon. She stormed it. She won every match in straight sets. Hard hitting. And I don't know. There's just something about her. I just feel that after watching her play, I really like her style. And when she's on, grass, I feel, it could be a real good surface for her because she hits the ball so hard. And if it skips off that surface, I don't know many people that are going to be able to, if they do get a racket, keep the ball in the court. So she just needs to get in the rallies. That's all. She's in the rally. I think she wipes a lot of people off the court. My girl in top form. We're all talking about Iga Savontek. However, four leagues right now. <laughs> she's won 15 of the last 16 matches she's played. She's stormed through qualifying, defeating Podoroska in the second round, a player we really like on the podcast. Yeah. Um, the other two, I mean, they were pretty close, but she still got through them. And that was for uh, Ponchit and... Her Dezellas. I'm not sure who she is, uh, but still, I'm going big on the Australians again. Fawless is my favourite out of the three, and she can do some damage this year. Watch out for her. Yeah, she's up against Flipkins in the first round. Uh, Flipkins, I think she has a protected ranking. She's coming into this. Uh, I think she just made... Uh, well, she didn't make up. She just won a, quite a few matches on. I think she had to qualify at Eastbourne. But then she did beat Elise Mertens there. But I don't know if you can read too much into that or not. 
Uh, make of it what you will. Shunk, she is now she's going to be playing Buzanescu, which very good player to be honest. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough match. Um, but she has lost to Burridge in her last match, and she did actually retire in her last match, Buzanescu. So that gives me a little bit of hope that Shunk might be able to get it done against maybe not a fully fit Buzanescu. Yeah, I'm just trying to confirm this because I think I said something incorrect a second ago. Oh, really? I've got here four lists. She made the final of the mixed doubles in the Australian Open this year. So it wasn't, who did I say? number? F- it wasn't English. Did I say it was English? I thought it was Kubler, you said. Kubler? Did yeah. she play with Kubler? <laughs> I think, listen, I think it's all, it's all coming together now. Maybe Fawless and Kubler are the team. And I'm just going to confirm that right now because that would make total sense if that wow. is the case. And if it Check is... Check it out, mate. Check it how out. How remarkable is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I've got two qualifiers who are doubles. They play mixed doubles together in Australia. They got all the way to the final. Kubler and Fawless and... I've made an error. I have not made an error. It is, it is exactly what happened. And yeah, I'm even more thrilled now with my pick. Look at that. Well, you've got those two. Uh, can they do it? They've done it in the doubles. <laughs> it's a slightly different uh, ball game in the singles, but let's see. <laughs> I think there's some people uh, wondering what you're on tonight, but whatever it is, I think they want a piece. I mean, my eyes are just a bit tired because it's been a very long day. Um, I mean, I've been mixing with some of the big dogs. Oh, Had a chat with Nick Kyrgios, Carlos Salcras, Stefano Sissipas, a bit of Simona Hallett, Maura Toglu. Oh. Just a few names, really. Just like lurking around with them. Speaking behind the scenes to Ben Rothenberg. Oh, no, nah, I didn't. I bottled it. I just went, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mate, didn't I even kept... say that. I just, I just kept walking. Kept bet... What about in the canteen? Who are you eating with? Just on I, I went late on my own in the canteen. Oh, I got sad. ripped off as well. It was so expensive. Oh, oh mate, don't. Uh, they overcharged me for a sandwich and a bag of crisps. Like £13. Ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I know. Came out of there feeling like I was in a rush to go and see Rafa. I was just like, I'll pay anything. Just get me out of here. Terrible. Anyway, that's enough of that. We've got Ashley saying, is this the first year doing press conferences at Wimbledon? Yes, it is. And I can confirm we are going to be there tomorrow. So we're going to film some more bits, maybe some more press conferences. Uh, So stay tuned on the Wimbledon website or on the YouTube if you want to hear me and Ben. If you want to see some of the stuff we've already done, Ben's asked Serena Williams. uh, Let me repeat, Serena Williams a question. He's also asked Cam Norrie. I don't know if that deserves a second. (laughs) (laughs) It was Cam Norrie still. It was Cam Norrie. Uh, I had Stefano Sissipas, I asked, and Carlos Alcaraz. So they're the four names. I don't think there's any more, was there? I don't think so, unless you asked Halep any. I was going to, but they didn't didn't cut round to me. It's annoying when that happens. Like Some players, I feel they know that that they don't want to answer more questions, so they just talk for a long... Like, Rafa and Djokovic just talked for about, like... Each answer was about three minutes long. I was like, I'm never going to get a question in here. So, just the way it goes, I think. I think you just have to be there straight at the start. Just force yourself in with the first question. Yeah. And then Keelan's asking, how many watch-alongs will you two be doing these two weeks? We're not going to be doing watch-alongs today because it's past midnight. So, Monday, first day of play... But we will be doing watch-alongs pretty much the rest of the first week, um, but not Saturday. 
Yeah, not Saturday. So we will have a lot of the other people who are commentating on the channel. They will be covering the matches, though. And who knows? Maybe we can jump in with a little perspective here and there uh, from Wimbledon live. So and we've got to... NHL asking, what level of Patreon do you need to see the vids? Any level. So from the lowest to the highest, you have full access. We've not uploaded my one yet, but I can assure you there's a lot of content on there. Um, I'm speaking to the camera a little bit as well. And just there's so much behind the scenes. I've got a Pelka on camera, Taylor Fritz, a lot of cool things as well. So hopefully you enjoy it. And I think we're going to wrap it up there because we need to get some sleep and get ready because we're going to be meeting very soon, Ben, outside Wimbledon. Don't be late. Again, again, it's like uh, it feels like I'm just going to close my eyes and wake up and I'll be running to the train station just to come meet you. But it's all for the greater good. It's Wimbledon time. I'm, I can't wait. It's going to be packed crowds tomorrow, though, mate. Prepare yourself. Yeah, make sure if you, if you haven't already, give us a like on the video. Let's hit that target of 40k subs. We're getting there very fast. I know 12 Travel 21 was saying about let's get to 50k, hopefully very soon. Thanks for watching, everyone. There's our qualifiers to watch. Hopefully they don't all go out in the first round like they did at Roland Garros. Um, but yeah, see you around. See you soon. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.